what are the steps that you would recommend a salesperson walk through as they're preparing for their demos and all the information they need so that it's a smooth sale between demo and ink on paper? Yeah, I would just really plan out what's what's your introduction, what's your sales discovery, what's your presentation, and how do you customize your presentation based on the sales discovery? Then after the presentation, you know, is it, do they say they absolutely love it? Do they say that they hate it? Or they say that they need to think about it or they're unsure, right? And I think those paths of yes, no, maybe, then what are the plays, you know, for the mission mm. that you need to execute? If they say yes, there's different plays to make sure that it's bulletproof and that you'll get the deal done, or at least you'll have the information in the data to know what you need to do to ensure that no matter what that deal gets done. If it's a no, okay, why is it a no? How can we overcome that objection? How can we make them realize that their quick gut reaction that this is not a fit for them is actually truly a good fit or a possible fit for them now or in the future? Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. if it's a maybe, why, what are they still unsure about? What information and can we provide? you know, social proof, education, information that we can provide so that we can turn the maybe into a yes or a no yeah, and kind of keep the sales process moving along efficiently. Because like when people pay, they, they get the benefit. If they're not paying for your products and services, they'll never get the benefit. They'll never get the results that they want or that they're looking for. So I truly believe like inaction, thinking, not paying causes more harm than investing and getting the products and services that you need to go to where you want to go. And also when you pay for products and services, you pay attention to solving the problem. If you've got a problem and you're not paying for anything to solve that problem, the likelihood of you never solving the problem are greater (laughs) than you paying for anything that could help solve the problem because it's got your mind and tension and money on it. Yep. And you focused on it. And I would say an important step to add on the tail end of the great steps that you've already given us is at the tail end of this process, which is whether you've gotten that yes, no, or that maybe, to make sure that you're writing that down somewhere and reviewing it with your team, with marketing, with your your VP of sales, if that's not your title, with your CEO even, compile that over 20 or 30 meetings, and you'll have a subset of data that then allows you to understand, hey, at the end of our existing presentations, eight times out of 10, we get a no. Sometimes we can turn it around, but it's a no, eight out of 10. Maybe we need to look back at who we're targeting. Maybe our prospect list isn't as exact as we need it. Maybe we better run that through seamless.ai in the future to make sure that we're actually targeting the right people instead of you know eight out of 10 times, we actually got the wrong person on the hook. So make sure that you're writing down whatever happens at the end of those presentations. You don't have to change it right then, continue to run whatever that system, that playbook you've got, but have that segment of data because it's gonna be invaluable in the future. If you enjoy Sales Secrets and you'd like to help out the show, go to the Apple Podcast app, the purple icon, and give us five stars. And if you haven't yet, please, please go give that a shot. Now back to the show. So I've got my trigger. I've got my steps. What am I going to do and on what schedule to take a look at the play that I'm running, this system, at this critical element in the sales cycle, this critical time, to make sure that I am making it better? What would you advise salespeople do then? I think I understand the question. Like, are you talking about creating campaigns or, or well, re- rephrase the question so I can better it, understand? It looked like that, but you've 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 executed the trigger, so this is in play. You've got your repeatable steps, but the thing that maybe I'll give you some context for it, Brandon, that would help. In the military, we realized that as soon as we ran a mission, a play, a system, 
our opponents had a really interesting way of adapting to it almost immediately. So if we kicked down a door one way and we had a couple of guys bank left and a couple of guys go forward to cover a stairwell and a couple of guys go right, if any of our opponents saw that, they could then change their tactics because mm-hmm. the environment we were in was constantly changing, just like the environment every salesperson is in is constantly changing. The market, the people they're selling to, the economy, recession, all of these things are in play. And so if I'm using the, sale, the same sales system that was brilliant back in 1995, it's not going to have the same effect here in yeah. 2022. So yeah. how would you recommend that a salesperson take a look back at the results they're getting, at the conversion they may or not be having, so that they could look at the system and say, do I need to update it somehow? Is it getting me the best results possible? Yeah, I would just say to that, I mean, you, you just have to be tracking your data every day for every mm-hmm. channel, every campaign, everything. Like I track my data professionally and personally, health, wealth, relationships. Mm-hmm. I track five key pillars to data that I track. Professional, like what are my goals annually? And then what do I need to do quarterly, monthly, weekly, and daily to hit those goals? Okay, what are my goals mm-hmm. personally? Like I love wake surfing. Okay, well, what am I doing every day? Like, what are my goals? Okay, wake surfing, I want to do 360. I want to be able to do a flip. I want to do this, that. Okay, what am I doing to hit the annual goal to my personal goals? Health. Okay, well, I want 10% body fat. Okay, to do that, I need to weigh X. I need Y body fat percentage. Annually, okay, well, what am I doing on a quarterly, monthly, weekly, daily basis with meal planning, diet, exercise, sleep, water Mm -hmm. intake to hit that? So I would recommend track the data on everything. And I believe until you're at 100%, it was like I I was working out this morning and I was thinking about this. Until we're closing 100%, you're not Mm -hmm. good enough. Like when you hit 100% close rate, let's just say every month, You've got 10 pitches until you're closing 10 out of 10 pitches. There's always something that you can improve in your messaging, in your pitch, in your tonality, in your personality, in your prospecting, in your cold calling, emailing, social selling, sales discovery, pitching, closing, follow-up, sales objection, handling, sales process, sales systems, data, people, processes, playbooks. There's always something that you can improve and Mm -hmm. use the data coming in to tell you, okay, Like the biggest thing that I use data for is like whatever I tested and I run AB tests all the time, which means, okay, I've got, I've got my original message and then I've got my next message, which one performed the best. I'm always trying to beat the status quo in everything throughout all facets of my life, professional, personal health, wealth, relationships. How do I beat me? It's you versus you in sales. It's you versus you in life. And the sooner that you can realize you're not competing with other people, you're only competing with yourself. Like the the way that you become unstoppable is you're trying to beat yourself and you're doing whatever you can to beat yourself every single day. And using data to tell you is what you're trying and changing, improving the results or not. So I always look at the percent change from Mm -hmm. the data. Is my percent change in the green or in the red? Which means like, If I look at today's performance versus yesterday's performance, what are the things that are in the green? What are the things that are in the red? What do I need to stop doing? What do I need to start doing? And then what do I need to think about doing better? So I use like start, stop, think about doing better, ways to improve. And we're we're probably going to bring that in for the last bit, which is the M and trim in measuring. But I I want to make sure that I recap on the improvement bit because you've given us a couple of things that most salespeople just don't take the time to do. 
The first one is to actually assess the results that you're getting and make sure you're tracking those somewhere. So many salespeople I know in my world, they're just on to the next deal. This one didn't close too bad on to the next one without taking the time to figure out, should I be adjusting the tactics, my presentation, the people I'm targeting? No, they're just on to the next and they get surprised when they get the same results. You know, there's a little definition of insanity, you know, uh, insanity being trying multiple things or using the same thing multiple times and wondering why it doesn't change. That's insanity. So salespeople fall into that. So the first thing I, I got out of your improved part of this system was to make sure you actually do track it. The second thing about the A-B testing is brilliant because if we're already getting great results, 75% or greater close on these programs, we're just trying to make up that final gap, that delta. 25%. It doesn't mean we need to revamp everything we're doing if we're already getting great results. But if we are noticing, hey, there's this one spot that we are tending to get hung up on, they got to bring it back to the CFO. They've got to find another decision maker. They've got to look at next year's budget, figure out where the money's coming from, whatever that is. Maybe that's the small thing that I can play with with an A-B test in a couple of different presentations to figure out, am I getting something better in the future by just making something small, a small change rather than revamping the entire thing? We are hiring here at Seamless.ai. That is right. We have over 850 positions open right now, hundreds of SDRs, hundreds of AEs, 50 engineers across every department in the company. We're hiring nearly 850 positions this year. So if you want to work for Seamless.ai, help the world connect opportunity, apply at Seamless.ai forward slash careers, Seamless.ai forward slash careers, Seamless.ai forward slash careers. Thanks for joining Sales Secrets. New shows daily. Subscribe now.